Radio 191 FM podcast. Weekly on Monday nights, Elliot of the Deep Dark brings you two hours of curated psych rock. If tie-dyed blacklight posters had a sound, it'd sound a lot like Monday Night Psych. With a weekly deep dive into specific albums and artists and only the swirliest and fuzziest range of psych and garage rock. Monday Night Psych with Elliot. Monday nights from 7 on Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi. It's now 7.44pm, which means it is time for the deep dive, and this is our first deep dive in about four months. The last time we were in the studio was October, so you'll have to forgive me if I'm a little rusty, but this week we are looking at Jefferson Aeroplane. They're one of the first psych rock groups to really attain major chart success, i.e. top ten singles and uh, albums. Jefferson Aeroplane really brought the sound of the San Francisco psych rock scene to the world with major singles like White Rabbit and Somebody to Love. They also played at Woodstock, which I always think is probably an indicator of a uh, culturally relevant act, generally. Uh, Formed in 1965, the band took its name from a friend's dog, and the dog's name was Blind Thomas Jefferson Aeroplane, which, you know... It's what I would call my pet, for sure. Uh, They were the first band to perform at the Filmer, which is one of the most iconic venues in San Francisco. A whole bunch of amazing artists have played at the Filmer. They released their first album, Jefferson Aeroplane, takes off in 1966 to pretty minimal success. And soon after, the lead singer, whose name I'm going to absolute butcher, Signe Tolly Anderson, would be replaced by Grace Slick of the band The Great uh, the Great Society, which is also a psych, uh, San Francisco psych rock and band. With Slick, the band reached new heights. They released their second album, Surrealistic Pillow, which contained the two aforementioned hits and really amped up the psychedelia of their debut. The group further dabbled in psychedelic themes on their third album, After Bathing at Baxter's, which contained some of their strangest songs to date, such as Two Heads and the ballad of You, Me, you and Me and Hunil. Uh, and then the band released several more albums that sort of diverged away from the psych rock style and went into more uh, political rock. And then they eventually broke up with the members working on several related projects, such as the band's Hot Tuna and uh, Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship then broke up later and became Starship, which released the uh, 80s, uh, you know, critically reviled single, uh, We Built This City on rock and roll uh so yeah an interesting progression for a psych rock act from the 60s the first single i want to check out tonight is called high flying bird it's the only single i want to uh only track i want to listen to from their debut album jefferson airplane takes off which came out in 1966 and it's uh it's a super iconic song it starts off with that super chimey and reverbed guitar intro it's instantly recognisable. The vocals are much more bluesy and emotive. Uh, that style sort of vaguely continues on in their later work, but it definitely moves away from the sort of blues standard style. The guitar accents and provides this sort of uh, nice ornamentation around the vocal lines, and the track has this really sort of thick, bassy atmosphere. It really, to me, helps add to the imagery of sort of being in the sky amongst these sort of thick uh, clouds. Also, it is sort of reminiscent of garage rock acts of the 60s. You know, the production is not amazing and it is kind of thick and muddy, but it, it kind of adds to the charm of the track. Uh, there's a great sit- switch between singers. Uh, Signe Tolly Anderson 
the original lead singer for the band is the woman singing on this track and one of the other members uh, sings a few of the uh, lines. There's really great harmonization on the choruses and the final verse, getting some you know relatively psychedelic lyrics, and uh, the track definitely has a distinctly blues flavor rather than psychedelic. But I think it gives a hint of what was to come. So let's check it out. High Flying Bird uh, by Jefferson Airplane from their debut album. Jefferson Airplane takes off. You're listening to the deep dive on Monday Night Psych on Radio One ninety one FM. High Flying Bird by Jefferson Airplane off their debut album uh, Jefferson Airplane Takes Off. It is a very cool single but and it sort of hints I guess at what was to come next. Uh, that was lead singer Signe Tolly Anderson on that track. She left after the first album. If you're interested on Spotify uh, if you go to Jefferson Airplane on Spotify they have the, uh, the two back to back concerts they did um, the last show with Anderson and the first show with the new singer, Grace Slick, which is an interesting comparison. Um, yeah, but the next track I want to check out, and the next few tracks I want to check out, are from 
their second album, Surrealistic Pillow. It really amps up the psych flavour. It's got Grace Slick on vocals, who, in my opinion, really suited the band's style a lot better. She has a very uh, powerful voice, a very emotive voice. Uh, so the first track I want to check out is called Somebody to Love. Um, it's actually a cover from, and it was written by Darby Slick, who was the new lead singer, Grace Slick's brother-in-law, was written for his band, The Great Society, which she was in, and it was re-recorded by Jefferson Aeroplane, and it was their first real big hit, I believe it was uh, a top ten hit in the US. Grace Slick's voice really adds this another dimension to the track on this uh, to this track and the rest of the tracks on the album it's super powerful, it really demands your attention, we get these really great reverbed twisting guitar lines through the track uh, you can really see the influence this album has had on later psych rock there's all these sort of iconic uh, elements of psych rock, the heavy reverb the chimey guitars, the meandering angular lines the uh, interwoven almost polyphonic style textures it's all over this album the thumping rhythm of this track just really gets you moving, it's that four on the floor thumping on the toms, uh, drums and this biting rhythm guitar it's really harsh throughout this album just really propels a track I really love the bridge in this track too it's just the vocals and the drums and it really uh, showcases Slick's vocals and then it's joined in by more of that twisting angular guitar and the blown out sound of the lead guitar is super awesome, it's super bright twangy, it cuts right through the mix it's an awesome track, so let's check it out here's Somebody to Love uh, by Jefferson Aeroplane from their second album Surrealistic Pillow and after that we'll have three fifths of a mile in ten seconds also from their second mile, you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1, 91 FM here's Somebody to Love by Jefferson Aeroplane
your 2021 Radio 1 card and unlock amazing discounts on products and services all across Aotearoa. Deals like this. Get a 10% student discount on all full-priced items at Sterling Sports in the Meridian Mall. To see the full list of businesses your 2021 Radio 1 card can save you money on, head to r1.co.nz forward slash one card. Powered by Cosmic. OUSA and Red Bull present Ori 21. Ori 21 is the biggest party in Otago and you want to be part of it. Ori Week runs February 20th to 27th. Featuring Netsky, Saatchi, Marco Road, The Upbeats, The Toga Party, Highlanders vs Crusaders and heaps more. O-Week, more like Let's Go Week. There is something for everyone at Ori 21. Great gigs throughout the day and into the night. Don't miss out. See the full lineup of events and get your tickets from otagoori.co.nz now. There, coming on the horizon, it's the future. New Year, new Radio 1 card, same sweet dedication to deals and discounts in Aotearoa, Dunedin. The future is now and the savings are real. Students, we got you. You'll get a brand new 2021 Radio 1 card for free as completing part of your student registration. As soon as you get it, you can start saving money around the city. To check out all the businesses you can save money with, hit r1.co.nz forward slash one card and start saving today. The 2021 Radio 1 card savings now and for the future. That was three-fifths of a mile in ten seconds by Jefferson Aeroplane. Before that, we had Somebody to Love, both from their second album, Surrealistic Pillow. That track, three-fifths of a mile in ten seconds, has some awesome uh, gang vocals. I love the group vocals on that chorus, especially. Um, we're getting more of that bright, chimey, heavily reverbed guitar, which became such a hallmark of early 60s psych. Uh, uh, there's some really great harmonizations. I love the harsh drums on the rhythm guitar with the drums. It really creates this sort of catchy, headbangable feeling. The tone is so crunchy. It's almost sort of distorted, but it's also really bright and trebly and just cuts through the mix. The, the guitar solo is super fun. adds more of that barely-controlled sort of chaotic feeling into the track. I wonder if they're using an early fuzz pedal because it's got a very sort of distinctive... Uh, buzzy sound to it and then the bass tone is also super warm and slightly fuzzy and I really like when it uh, pops out of the mix just at the end. The next tracks I want to look at are called DCBA-25 I have no idea how that is meant to be pronounced, I have no idea what it means but it's a, it's a good title and then after that we'll have a White Rabbit which is one of their most iconic songs uh, DCBA-25 starts with this really cool descending bass riff, it gets really low in the, uh, the sort of pitch register and then it's then joined by the super jangly guitar which is uh, arpeggiating chords really opens a lot of space uh, throughout this song and it's joined by the rest of the band the vocals harmonize in the chorus in the second verse and it gets this almost sort of a this round style of repetition or imitation you know the first uh, vocal line says a line and it's repeated back and then 
the uh, original vocals cut back and it sounds super cool. I really love the thick sound of the rhythm guitar, particularly in these sort of uh, pre or pre pre-chorus or chorus sections. I guess it's hard to sort of define because these songs don't have a rigid verse chorus. Uh, structure to them. The track's got a really very hazy, dreamlike quality. The vocals and lead guitar are super reverbed, and uh, the rest of the band meld together in the sort of bassy fog. And that partly is the sort of the garage rock style production that's going on uh, throughout this album. But it really, they really work with it to add and enhance that sort of psychedelic atmosphere and the guitar solo in this track really adds to that dreamlike quality too it's got that super open arpeggio style runs and it creates a lot of space in this track which uh, helps because it is quite sort of dense texturally and quite muddy but it's an awesome song so uh, let's check it out here's DC BA-25 by Jefferson Airplane and after that we'll have White Rabbit both from their seminal uh, second album uh, Surrealistic Pillow you're listening to The Deep Dive on Monday Night Psych on Radio 1 91 FM here's DCBA Dash 25 by Jefferson Airplane Stone. If 
That was Jefferson Airplane's classic track, White Rabbit. Before that, we had DCBA-25, both from their second album, Surrealistic Pillow. That track, White Rabbit, is arguably Jefferson Airplane's signature song. It begins with that super iconic bass line, playing that sort of rigid military-style rhythm, that sort of 4-4, 2-4 marching band-style rhythm, and it's joined by the drums also playing in that marching band-style And then we get this contrast of that lead guitar, which comes in with that sort of angular, winding, uh, you know, psyche sort of melody, and it's playing all these sort of sloping scalic lines, just drenched in reverb. I also really like the reverb on the drums, which is a really uh, cool addition. It really adds to that sort of percussive feel. And then I really like how um, some of the notes are played a little harder on the guitar just to sort of emphasize these winding phrases but it's not like a consistent start of the bar first note is harder it's quite um, interesting and it really adds to that sort of hazy dreamlike feel throughout this album and it's particularly in this track and then particularly added by the vocals which of course are massively inspired by uh, Alice in Wonderland Lewis Carroll's uh, classic novel which in itself in of itself is very psychedelic 
um, the rhythm guitar just hits right on the snare and it also emphasizes those sort of disparate sounds in a track. We've got that rigid military rhythm. This is that sort of psychedelic uh, experimentation. Grace Slick's vocals are just awesome. She has such a strong voice. It sounds so much more out there with all the reverb, emphasizing all those sort of round vowel sounds, particularly on those words like full, all, cool. That reverb just really emphasizes that sort of rounded vowel sound. It sounds really out there in Psyche. And then the song's bridge sort of takes us away briefly from that rigid marching rhythm in the bass and drums. But then when we return to the style, it's even more insistent. It's even, uh, you know, more intense. It's almost like you you think the bad trip is over, but it's, it's coming back with a vengeance. Slick's voice becomes even more prominent in the mix. She adds all these vocal trills. It's super cool. It's just an you know, an awesome track and an absolute uh, psych rock classic. Uh, that's the last track I want to look at from their second album, Surrealistic Pillow. I want to move on into a little bit of their third album, which is called After Bathing at Baxter's. It was released in 1967, and in my opinion, it really kicks up the psychedelic uh, experimentation and themes up a big notch. The first track I want to look at is called The Ballad of You and Me and Poonil, which apparently, after a little bit of googling, has something to do with Winnie the Pooh. I'm sure if you desire to analyse the out there lyrics, you could probably make some connections there. It starts off with this really awesome feedback, and uh, you know, this is like a relatively new development at this time. I believe, you know, it's one of the Beatles tracks is the first to start with intentional feedback. I think it's I Feel Fine, and that was only 1965, 66. So, you know, this is like a pretty out there sort of sound for the time. And then they add this sort of, it sounds to me like a tremolo bar effect where you, uh, the guitarist has a little bar on the guitar and they waggle it back and forth to uh, move the pitch up and down. And it just sounds super intense. And then it segues into this sort of contrasting boppy little sounds we're getting this sort of buzzy guitar ostinato occurring over top and the texture is just dense there's these group vocals over the top of this poppy backing track and this repeated guitar lick and then it changes up it sounds like a key change to my ear into this new section and uh slick has this elongated uh backing vocals underneath and the main vocals are super intense and then the track changes into this sort of psychedelic interpretation of an Indian raga with these drum rolls and a throbbing bass and the kick drum sort of boring into your head and then the next time we hit the section we get a sort of instrumental break we're getting all this chaotic chimey piano imitating the main guitar melody and then this fuzzy guitar plays these really heavy dense chords over the top creates this really great tension in the track compared to the sort of relatively light and bright style earlier and then we get another noisy trebly guitar solo popping out at the end with some more of those winding angular melodies i really love the increase in dynamics to finish off the track and we're getting some more feedback and it's panned back and forth between the left and right speakers which is also a cool effect and we heard it when we looked at uh, Jimi hendrix's work that panning and all that studio trickery and in my opinion that's what makes this album uh, a, a significant improvement the the production is just so much better the quality of the mix it's not so muddy um and you're getting all that extra sort of studio trick trickery the multi-tracking uh the delays the uh, 
uh, the nicer reverb sound, at least to my ear. So yeah, let's check it out. Here is the ballad of you and me and Punil, uh, and after that we'll have two heads, both from Jefferson Airplane's uh, third album, After Bathing at Axis, which came out in 1967. You're listening to The Deep Dive on Monday Night Psych on Radio 1, 91FM. Here's the ballad of you and me and Punil. Through the rivers of my mind 
many women at that. When in your comb like an axe in your head, and listening for signs of life, children are sucking on was Two Heads by Jefferson Aeroplane. Before that, we had The Ballad of You and Me and Punil, both from their third album, After Bathing at Baxes, which came out in 1967. That track, Two Heads, starts off with that really cool, I believe it's a keyboard, but it sounds very sitar-like, uh, It's and then it builds into this minimalist, minimalist pardon me, style of uh, verse. And when I say minimalist, I mean each... Tr- instrument plays its own sort of repetitive little riff or ostinato and it builds up to a whole cohesive uh, sound. It's got really great texture and tone colour changes in the second verse. It sort of reduces the texture. The backing vocals are chanting out. There's this acoustic guitar playing uh, gently and then at the end of this phrase the song dramatically chimes back to that original sort of repetitive droning minimalist structure. I really love the, uh, the tone of the rhythm guitar super chunky and uh, thick and once again this track you can really hear the improved um, studio production uh, we get that multi uh, multi-tracking effect delays and each instrument really sings out clearly uh, compared to their earlier work and particularly I really like the multi-tracking of uh, Grace Slick's vocals and uh, the sort of end of this song and to finish off Uh, the deep dive tonight I want to look at one more track it's called Won't You Try Saturday Afternoon it's uh, also from their third album uh, Bathing After Bathing at Baxter's it's a super cool song and opens up with this chorus phased almost verging on distorted acoustic guitar and then it's accompanied by this really fuzzy electric guitar some really cool uh gang vocals singing won't you try i really love the harmony on that chorus line that won't you try and then in it, we get this breakdown sort of a jazz style breakdown getting stabs of piano and bass a reduced texture and then we get a focus on the vocals and we get this sort of vaguely polyphonic style with all these different vocal lines moving in between each other it's really cool we get a fuzzy guitar solo to mix keeps everything nice and separate and distinct but it's still quite melded 
and then in the second half of the track we get this sort of hypnotic drumming with the repetition of Saturday Afternoon by the male vocals and uh, Won't You Try by Slick which then swaps over they swap what they're saying and then it swaps over again and we get this fuzzy guitar slicing through it's very just out there and hypnotic and strange it's a really cool track so to finish off tonight's deep dive here is Won't You Try uh, slash Saturday Afternoon from uh, Jefferson Aeroplane's third album after bathing at Baxter's uh, you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1 91 FM here's one you try Saturday afternoon by Jefferson Aeroplane Saturday 
That was Won't You Try Saturday Afternoon by uh, Jefferson Aeroplane from their third album, After Bathing at Baxter's, uh, which was released all the way back in 1967. Uh, and that concludes our deep dive into Jefferson Aeroplane. Uh, next week, hopefully, we will be looking at a contemporary artist of some sort. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.